Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network platform, we'll say. Uh, we want to welcome our Facebook Live audience on that note, our YouTube audience, and of course folks watching TV up and down the Roaring Fork Valley. I'm Eric Scarvin, your host now in our 16th season here on The Local Show, sharing great inspirational locals and their stories. Uh, today I'm happy to welcome a friend of mine to the show. She's the Executive Director of the Independence Pass Foundation. I want to welcome Karen Teague to the local show. Hi, Eric. Nice to be here. Thanks for being here, Karen. Yeah. And you're right off the like trails, right, right off, right right off, off the, the pass. pass. As always, that's where I spend pretty much five days a week in the summer. No kidding. Lucky me. Lucky me. So yeah. what were you up there doing today? Uh, today I was picking up some trash at the summit. I was cleaning off our interpretive signs up there, which have finally emerged from the snow. Okay. Getting our donor box all set up. Um, I was scouting some weed pulling and tree planting projects for tomorrow. I have a group of volunteers coming out tomorrow to work on the pass, so I was figuring nice. that out and getting the tools all set. And, um, and I will say right before the show, so I could get doubly inspired, I went on a little hike. Nice. Up Ptarmigan Creek, yeah. Oh. yeah. So it's a variety of things, and we'll talk more in depth in the main body of the show. But it's really a variety of things that are caring for the past, whether it's mm -hmm. litter or the signage or the restoration or revegetation. Yep. It's, it's like a holistic approach it, to it caring for the area. It, it absolutely is, and really key is involving our community and yes. folks in that process and helping them take ownership of, you know, really uh, one of the greatest backyards in the world. It really is. It <laughs> and, really is. and so um, we work with a lot of kids. We work with inmates from Buena Vista in the fall. I work with um, recovering addicts, all kinds of folks for whom, you know, a day out in a beautiful place yeah. doing some meaningful work is, is really a big deal. Right. So, yeah, right. I, I pretty much have the best job in the world. Uh, it sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds like, well, let's yeah. get to the origin of how you got there. Let's just go back sure. a few years yep. to where you were born and raised. Just a few. Where do you hail from originally? <laughs> just a couple years, a couple decades back. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> Let's we don't see. have to go into specific <laughs> amounts of years. Just a few years back, where do you hail from? Well, I, I I hail from um, the metropolis of Porterville, California. Oh. But spent most of my life uh, just north of San Francisco in the Bay Area. Okay. And um, spent my entire childhood there. Went east for college. Came back to California for law school. Did law pretty big time, including working up in Alaska on the Exxon Valdez oil spill case. Wow, heavy for duty. Five years, yeah, pretty serious. Wow, that but is serious. Alaska was what really changed my life. Um, after working there, I couldn't go back to LA, which was where I was working and practicing law. So okay, that inspired me to find another mountain town, and and here I am. So. so that Alaska experience was really kind of what pivoted you, kind of to, I guess I was looking for the pivot to your current career, which is relating to the outdoors, caring for the outdoors. Uh, absolutely. In the nonprofit world. 
Yep. But so that Alaska was like, I want to be involved somehow in the outdoors. Was uh, that kind Alaska, of yeah, it was a couple of things. It was first just the awe-inspiring terrain and right. geography of Alaska and wanting to not just visit places like that, but, but live you know, amongst that. And second, <laughs> and this is my big confession, I was representing, representing Exxon. So I wow. also had a sense of wanting to maybe turn that around a bit and do a little bit different kind of work right. with different clients. So came here, fell in love with this place, and um, have been trying to do my best to help take care of it ever since. So what yeah. was the Aspen connection? How did you? How were Absolutely you attracted none. to Aspen? Just Absolutely zero. Random. I'm, it's just that same old story. I just <sighs> happened to arrive here on a February when the snow was fabulous, and um, I think I I found an apartment um, in the one ads in the newspaper. This was the olden days, and uh, sight <laughs> unseen. Yeah, where you could just do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> just winter, do that. And, uh, and actually, interestingly, and I hadn't thought of this until now. It, uh, it was on the east end of Aspen in Mountain Valley. Okay. And, ah. um, you know, I arrived there and thought I had died and gone to heaven and have never looked back. So. And now you just go a little farther east, up yeah, towards right. the pass. That's right. A little yeah, bit. That's your progression. You've right. gone east and up. Right. That's right. But I'm not going over. Not over. No. 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 But, although a day at Twin Lakes is pretty fun. Oh, absolutely. Have yes. you ever stayed at the little um, Nordic Inn over there? I've, I've uh, always wanted to stay at that little spot. I have not stayed at the Nordic Inn, but I've certainly stayed at the Inn at Twin Lakes quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Andy, the new owner and, and general manager, is oh, a yeah. great guy. Okay. I met those guys yeah. last year. And yeah. I would really encourage everyone who's listening to um, go check it out. It's reasonable. It's funky. It's got a great restaurant, and it's absolutely beautiful. And you feel there. like you're in a whole different place. Exactly, exactly. It almost feels, to me, like northern Wisconsin because uh. you've got this small, little kind of quaint place on a lake. Uh, the people are super friendly. Yeah. I actually rode over for my birthday. Uh-huh. And I was at the little general store there. And then I went over next and checked that out. I think I'm thinking about the same place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right yeah, in absolutely. that same right, kind of right of buildings corner, there. Right, yep, exactly. Yeah, that's magical. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have so much to get to here on our side of the pass. So we're okay. going to take a quick break, rehydrate. Yep. And I do want to thank uh, our summer underwriters, including Aspen Square, the Chris Klug Foundation, and Klug Properties. Did I think about that one a second? Independence Pass Foundation, Sundog Athletics, Picking County Landfill. We're going to go to our quick break. We'll be back in two minutes, guys. We've got Karen Teague updating us on all the great activities, not just on the pass, but kind of like between the pass and Aspen and all kinds of recreational opportunities as well. So don't go away. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Celebrating another great summer season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place, featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel-style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support the local show. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, 
for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics Aspen's Adventure Sports School is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to We're back here on The Local Show. Thanks for sticking with us, and welcome to our Facebook Live audience. Um, So cool to now be able to send the ripple effects of The Mm -hmm. Local Show uh, throughout social media, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's wonderful to be able to share guests like yourself and uh, all the great work you're doing. I want to thank you, too, for being involved in our Trash Crush community cleanup, speaking of litter cleanup. Yep, takes a village. Takes a village, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And speaking of that, you have some neat uh, programs where you bring like the local kids in from Mm -hmm. the schools. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah, we've been working with Aspen area schools for a couple of decades now, um, primarily on tree plantings in areas where uh, the road cuts have left some some bare soil and are in need of stabilization or revegetation. Right. We've also, um, I've started taking kids further afield. You know, I think sometimes we underestimate their uh, abilities and strength, and um, I've taken them deep into mountain boy wilderness to pull rebar out of the tundra and carry it out, and wow. the kids love it. Uh, it's it's from an old snow fence experiment, uh, failed, <laughs> back in the 60s, uh, in, in which they left literally tons and tons of rebar behind. So we've Jeez. slowly over t- time been working with volunteers and kids, pulling it all out, and we're, we're getting really close to being done. So. so the kids, they think that's fun. They like, they do. I mean, they you know that it's hard work. I mean, it's really hard work. Yeah. You know, but that's um, like physical and your work. Super physical. And... I think it's very. Um, I think it's very rewarding to them. You know, yeah. they really feel like they've accomplished something, and they get down right. to the truck, and we load the rebar in the back, and they're like, "Dang, I you know I just did something really hard and real." So um, it's a great. I mean, we have and we have a lot of fun, you know. Um, so you got to really you make it fun too, because oh, that's, absolutely. that's that's part of the art. Yeah. Is if yeah. you have kids like that, you're doing real work. You know, that could easily be a grinder. So you kind of make it fun, make it educational, yeah. and then like you say, that before and after effect is undeniable. Yeah. Like the before and after photos when you see yeah. your work, it's so yeah. tangible. Absolutely, and I can promise you, every time some of those kids who drive over the pass now to Denver or wherever they're going. They will look up at that lump on the top of Mountain Boy and tell their yep. parents, I was up there. And exactly. Did. I mean, they will never forget. And it's like all the kids who have planted trees throughout the years. They still look for their tree. And right. some of them are, you know, some of them are now adults with their own kids. And their trees are, you know, this high. And it's, uh, it's a cool community effort. Again, it takes a village to take care of a beautiful landscape like that. Oh, so That's one of the yeah. things I can really appreciate, too, like when we do trail work. And say you do a water drainage or you mm-hmm. just trim a section. Mm-hmm. When you go through that next time, you have ownership Absolutely. and pride. Absolutely. And you go, that's right. And it's just a real sense of, <laughs> I guess, just satisfaction and pride with that. 
Yeah, we, see, we see the effect. Yep. So that's really powerful. And and you never see a trail the same way again. You right. will always appreciate exactly any any nice trail you're on and, and not take it for granted. And we do quite a bit of trail work with the Forest Service and with other partners like Roaring Fork Outdoor Volunteers and Wilderness Workshop. We do a, a joint trail project probably every other summer. This summer, of course, this is the this is the year of the avalanche. So yes. um, we've Really, for the last month, we've been doing a lot of avalanche debris, clearing, cutting, um, getting campsites open, getting the campground cleared, um, starting to work on some trails that have been impacted. So that's going to keep us really busy this summer. And, that Lincoln, and who would have expected? <laughs> well, that Lincoln Creek Road area, I was back yeah. a few weeks ago, and we were talking a little before the show. It was yeah. unbelievable, yeah. the natural devastation back there. We've got some images we're going to bring up as well. But I mean, just stacked, like we saw at the top of Maroon Creek yep. Road before we got to Maroon Lake, like we saw, where was it coming off yep. Green Mountain? Yep, Green Mountain, way across, up the pass. The, across the highway, yep. So just stacked. So these collaborations are really key. Yeah. So you could collaborate with the Forest Service, that's Absolutely. natural right away. Yep. And then um, a Roaring Fork Outdoor volunteers, perhaps. Yep. And then bring in community members. And like, what's the status of like Lincoln Creek Road right now? Is that it, pretty it clear? It is. Um, it is open. It's in really good shape. You know, thanks okay. to the amazing Glenn and Kim Shriver, who are the caretakers at Grizzly Reservoir. They single-handedly oh. got that road cleared and opened. Um, amazing. To Grizzly Reservoir now, past there, there's quite a bit more ac avalanche activity. Right. And I. If anyone read the paper today, I don't think it's going to be a high priority. It's a Pitkin County road. I don't think it's going to be a high priority for them or the Forest Service in light of all the other uh, places they have to deal with. So right, um, right. that are more traveled, right? Because that goes back to Ruby. It goes From the back, to Ruby. back to Ruby. That's right. Right. Now you can still travel it um, via bicycle or on foot. Okay. Um, but motorized vehicles, uh, I believe the gate is still up, and within a mile you're going to hit avalanche debris that would keep you from going any further so if you are a biker or a hiker enjoy the quiet right 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 yeah, well yeah, yeah. more more yeah. quiet and peace and solitude yep. and yeah i'm sure of, i'm sure the wildlife won't mind right a little break this summer i wonder how yeah. that affects the wildlife i mean i think about that a lot like all these downed trees mm -hmm. and you know really heavily impacted areas mm -hmm. like do you think that uh, means wild guy, wildlife migrates to other areas, or they just adapt to that, or maybe it varies per the wildlife? I, I think it does. I think for some wildlife, it'll be advantageous. It'll have yeah. opened up some areas and created some new places and spaces for them to be. Right. Um, for others, it could make travel a little more difficult, but, you know, they're... These, these critters we're talking about, mountain right. goats, bighorn sheep, elk, deer, they're, they're pretty adaptable. They yeah. will figure their way around this stuff. Um, right. It does. It, it may mean um, maybe the maybe the hardest part to deal with is the possibility that all of this downfall will speed up and intensify a spruce beetle outbreak. Yeah, I was reading about the spruce yeah. beetle could be yeah. attracted to a lot of that down. A absolutely, um, because the down trees, even though they're still they still smell good and they're juicy and they, you know they're green, um, <laughs> they are they are no longer living down on the ground, so they yeah. have no defenses anymore against the beetle. Right. When a tree is living, it can it can it creates sap and other things right. that can Tries expel to kick the, beetle. the beetle. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Kick but, them out of there. But with that defense down, they are just sitting ducks for for yeah. beetles to come in and 
lay their eggs and hatch and then find nearby healthy trees. So it's something that we've seen throughout Colorado. It's usually been um, wind wind affected um, blowdowns, but right, right. I, th I think avalanche will probably have the same effect. So that will okay. be, um, that's just something we need to kind of be ready for. Not much that can be done about it. So most of the trees are gonna stay where they are, correct? Absolutely. Some, some might be harvested. You know, or used for the wood or different different things. Right. But. For example, on Lincoln Creek, where there are di dispersed campsites, or at the campground where there was quite a large avalanche, um, all that wood's been cut and stacked, and it's okay. making great firewood for yeah. this uh, for the summer season. <laughs> um, but in terms of removing the rest, it's it's an yeah. impossible right. task. It's, it's so voluminous. Yeah, so widespread. Yeah. Thousands of trees. Absolutely. So once in three hundred years. That's what they that's say. That's what they say. This well, is such a rare event. And, and seeing the size of some of the trees that came down and some of the absolutely, I mean, yeah. what look like brand new avalanche paths that have been created, it does make one think that that is in fact the case. We will probably never see anything like it again in our lifetimes. So yeah. it's, you know, as, as difficult and devastating as it is, it's also rather kind of thrilling and awe-inspiring just to see. It's powerful. Yeah, what Mother Nature can do. Well, yeah. speaking of what Mother Nature can do, yeah. it also formed the rocks around the grottos. Yes. And the, the ice caves and all those cool rock formations yep. and places you can jump off into the water and That's punch right. bowls. And That's right. You guys have been involved in some new signage at the grottos. We have. Really pleased about that. Um, finally have a lovely new interpretive sign at the grottos, which describes the fascinating geologic history of the place. You know, there, there's rock there that's some of the oldest in Colorado, 1.7 billion year old nice. B -b 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 with billion, a B. with a B. Wow, that's and, getting back uh, there. It's getting back there. Towards, yeah, and, the uh, early days of Earth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Was Earth 4 billion years old? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half billion. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, so okay. it's going back pretty far. Getting back there. Yeah. Um, Pre-Jesus, even. Yeah. <laughs> So Way some, pretty. Some really old rock. Really old. Really, really old, rock. old rock. And um, there's a beautiful new trail map, which every time I was at the grottos in the past, ev yeah. everyone was confused about where the ice caves were, the Cascades. So exactly. sort of cleared that up and installed some yeah. new trail signs with the help of the Forest Service. So that's great. Um, and really neat this year. The ice caves are full of ice. Oh, cool. I haven't been out there yeah, yet. Yeah, last year I wondered whether they might be called ice caves for much longer. Um, and what we learned this year, huh. after one good snow year and a cool and a cool winter and yeah. spring, is that um, it just takes the one good year to kind of replenish. So hopefully the ice caves will be around for years to come. Yeah. So I love going up there. It's such a neat area. There's all these little areas to explore, you know, the Lincoln Creek area, the Grottos area. But as we move up to the top cut, mm -hmm. that top cut, that you can see off in the distance coming up. And then you have the hairpin left to the top, which is the worst probably biking section for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something about that grinder last climb to the top. But you guys do a lot of uh, restorative and revegetation yeah. yep. because of that erosion over the yep. years, right? Isn't that one of your primary focuses? A absolutely. It, it yeah. was why the Independence Pass Foundation was founded 30 right. years ago um, by Bob Lewis and, and others, some of whom are still on our board of directors today. And in fact... Um, serendipitously, we had scheduled several consultants to come out this summer to take a look at the top cut, yeah. reassess, because there are some places, the rock wall and a lot of the revegetation efforts have worked just beautifully. It's, it's really miraculous um, what, 
what this little group of folks accomplished with help from partners like CDOT and Pitkin County and all. But um, and guys in orange one-piece suits. A absolutely, I've seen them hanging off the God side on them. ropes. Yep, <laughs> the guys from Buena Vista. <laughs> that's right. That's right. right. Um, right. Who we still. Well, I guess they love it, right? Don't they, they just like a wait list to do that? Well, better than a day in jail, exactly. right? So, um, exactly. prison, I should say. Um, yeah. And we still work with them every year, and they're critical to everything we do. Um, yeah. And it is. It's my favorite month of the year working with those those young men. So that's coming up in August? Uh, or when September. Do you guys, September. September's our month with the BV oh, inmates. But in any event, to get back time. to the um, top cut, it's uh, we are doing a reassessment this year. There are a few places that look like they're potentially failing or starting to erode pretty rapidly. Um, you know, okay. it's gravity. It's, you know, it's yeah. 12,000 feet. It's tundra. It's harsh conditions. So it will be a constant... Um, a constant work to keep that stable and green, but um, you know it's worth it, work right? In, work in progress. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you have all that dynamic going on up there. You have the altitude, you have the moisture, gravity. Maybe there isn't a lot of vegetation holding things in place, right? Because you're kind of getting into alpine tundra, right? Territory, Which so you've got a all long that time dynamic. To grow. Yeah. So here's an interesting one. Did anything change when Highway 82, the section of road, was designated as a U.S. Scenic Byway? Mm. Does that affect anything with you guys in terms of the Independence Pass Foundation? You know, I think it did when um, the Scenic Byways program was instituted. I think it did bring a lot more attention to the pass, yeah. um, and which is wonderful. You know, everyone should get to enjoy it. Uh, at this point, we don't. You know, the pass is pretty well loved at this point. <laughs> so we don't go out of our way um, to encourage, you know, more... Um, visitation uh, as more far as that visitation. goes. Like tourism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's on everyone's radar at this point. Right. You know, understandably. Well, and it's becoming a road biker's yes. must-do. Yes. I like to call it the bike-it list. Places you want to go bike. Like, I've had that in my mind for a while. Like, why would I have a bucket list when I could go around the world and bike everywhere? Like Italy, like Norway, like all these great places. But Independence Pass is the highest climb still on the world tour. Is that right? That was ever climbed by pro cyclists. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. At 12,095 okay, feet. cool. Because the European climbs, like at the Tour de France, which is on now, obviously, is happening. Yeah. And we're rooting for TJ Van Garderen, who's been on the local show, a good oh, friend. Great. Yeah. Um, really uh, excited for the tour, but they only go up to maybe 9,000 feet. A little steeper. In those climbs in the Alps. Steeper. Yeah, steeper, though. I give, I give them that. I'd rather go to 12 a little more gently, but. Um, yeah, more gradual, yeah, but yeah. definitely high elevation. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah great a, road biking, you know, accomplishment to go do yeah. that from town is over 40 miles, 4,000 feet of climbing. Yep. Amazing riding. Yep. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. See how I did that out of cycling. Um, <laughs> and you have a new intern this summer. We Tell do. us about your new intern. That must be cool to have an intern. It's fantastic. Her name is Emily Downing. She's a grad student over at Western in Gunnison. She's studying um, environmental sustainability. Ah. She's working with the Forest Service in Gunnison. So all of this, she studied the, the spruce beetle in Colorado. So all of this is right up her alley. And she is nice. um, such a great second pair of hands. She's got a science brain. She knows how to analyze data. It's, she's really allowed us to um, expand our alpine flora and fauna studies on the pass, um, looking at forest health, biodiversity, climate change effects, all of it. Um, and 
here's something that's really cool about Emily. She is spending the summer camping on the pass. Right. So she's pretty she's pretty badass outdoor girl. So um, she fits right in here. It's been really great to have her. Yeah. So she can bring some of the science and what's what's going on, kind mm -hmm. of inventorying. Yeah, uh, you know, we've been doing some data collection, working with various partners, um, okay. Aspen Global Change Institute and others, um, collecting some data. She has some of the tools to do some analysis now and just help us expand um, that that research and also bring a little more citizen science into it. Again, you know, engaging our community members in learning about and getting getting intimate with our, our backyard is is a cool thing. Right. So yeah. Tapping so the brain trust in that in yeah. that situation in the community. We're down to almost just two minutes left, Karen, but I wanna wow. know like what you love most. Like what do you love most about the past and what do you love most about your job? Oh Maybe my, it's the same thing. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> what I love most about I, you love a lot of things, I'm sure. I, do, I just love everything about the past. I love, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty simple person. I'm very happy being up high in the mountains. Um, yeah. This is a particularly thrilling season because the wildflowers are popping. Yes. So that's one thing I know a little bit about, and I, so I'm really enjoying that. My favorite part of the job, though, without question, is working with, for example, the Buena Vista inmates and just seeing how time out in a beautiful place, working hard, doing good work, being appreciated, can um, change a person's life. Right. Yeah. Trans transformative. Absolutely. And that yeah. must be wonderful. It is. And yeah. then that's hope, too. That gives them hope, shows them what's possible, and, you know, there's a lot to look forward to in life. You've nailed it. Including cookies. Oh, my goodness. So here's an interesting combo. Reusable container, single-use cookie. <laughs> it's a little contradictory, but I hope you'll accept that for being on the show because I appreciate your time. Bless you. Thank you. And I finally Eric. got you your beer pint glass that Ooh. I promised from Pickin County Landfill. Yeah, it's empty, but, you know. Hasn't been used yet. <laughs> it's not broken in yet. A beer will go in this tonight. Please, please okay. make good use of that. Okay. In the meantime, cookies. And the cookies. Did you have fun today? I did. Thanks, Eric. Thank you for Great joining me. And thank you, Luna, for being such a nice little co-host. She was nice and calm today. She hasn't been on for a couple weeks. Good job, Looney. And thank you for watching this week on The Local Show. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at LandfillRules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation. For 30 years, restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more... IndependencePass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at SundogAthletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to...